0: Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, women's gymnastics edition. Today, we are going to be giving you a update on what's been going on in the world of women's college gymnastics with our women's college gymnastics expert, Sarah Bogan. How are you doing today, ma'am?
1: Oh, I'm doing well. A little tired. It's been an exhausting weekend to be a uh, gymnastics fan, but I'm hanging in there and I'm
0: very happy. I saw just going right into it that you were actually at meets this weekend. You were at a conference championship.
1: Yes, so I drove up. I know I've been I've been hyping my conference. My team, Utah State, is in the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference. Their championship meet was up in Boise State over the weekend, and so I jumped in my car and drove the four and a half hours each direction to go and watch my team win their very first MRUC championship. Um, which was just so exciting. It was just wonderful. I kind of had a feeling um, they they've been doing so well. You know, I've I've been noticing kind of a different gear from them that I've never seen from Utah State before. Um, they've always had talent, but they've really been putting things together this year and handling the nerves and bouncing back from tough routines in ways that I haven't seen. And so I just, I knew I had to go up and watch and see what they could do. And sure enough, they brought home the ring. So it was very exciting. Um, I'm hoping to drop by their gym sometime this week during a practice. Their coach messaged me and let me know their schedule. So hopefully I'll get to drop by and congratulate them all in person because um, it was a great thing. I was so happy for them.
0: And this was their first championship ever?
1: So it was the first mountain rim gymnastics conference, Um, the championship, um, the as the sport has grown, like the conferences have kind of morphed quite a bit. So the last time Utah State won any conference championship, I think, was when they were in the Big West back in 2004, 2005. So it's been a long time. It's been a very long time.
0: And then you got to see it. You might be the lucky charm. You were there. They win. Look at that.
1: Perhaps, obviously, I just need to go to all of their meets I, yeah, long, so they always. can
0: keep so they can keep getting the bling. I know we had the Big Ten Championship here in Columbus, and unfortunately, we couldn't go because of other prior engagements, but oh, that, that would have been nice to go. But what happened during conference championship weekend?
1: Oh, my gosh, so many things happened. Um, I watched quite a few of the ch- championships on TV. The NCAA is not that great. Well, I guess it would be the individual conferences at this level, but Mm -hmm. they're not great at not scheduling conference championship meets on top of each other. So I was not able to watch the final sessions of the SEC or the Pac-12 championships because they were at exactly the same time as MRGC's. But I did get to watch the um, top session of Big Tens on TV before I went to my meet. Um, and that was probably my favorite meet to watch of the weekend. So I guess I'll go through some of the top, um, yeah. the top conferences. So Big Ten, I mentioned um Michigan won it was pretty, you know, that was expected. They had a yeah. couple of falls, but um they did well enough to, you know, kind of cancel those out. Again, with the scoring um, in any given rotation that every team gets to drop at least one of their scores or like their lowest score. So you need to have two disaster routines before you're in big trouble. Mm -hmm. So Michigan had a couple falls, but they were able to have each other's backs and do well. I was incredibly impressed by Michigan State.
0: I saw Um, they got second.
1: Yes, they had just an awesome night. So the Michigans are one, two in the Big Ten. Um, I was a little disappointed to see Minnesota had a rough outing. They only scored a 196.725, and they're capable of much more than that. Um, And they're coming off of winning Big Tens last season. So um, I think we can look and expect to see them do a lot better in the first round of regionals. Hoping for that for them. And then fifth, uh, rounding out the top five, of course, is Ohio State, the home team, the host, they were wearing, uh, this is kind of a fun side note, but they were wearing the um, you know, the buckeye leaf yep. um logo. They were wearing yep. that on their leotard. I don't oh. think they'd ever had a leotard like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so of course the entire gym internet was buzzing about like, what is that a is that a marijuana leaf? What is what is this <laughs> oh. logo? <laughs> So everything a young Ohio State fan goes through when they first see that logo, like the entire gym internet seemed to be processing all at once. So yeah, Ohio State also had a good meet. Um, I do want to say their uneven bars rotation was one of the best I'd ever seen. Um, the big 10 champion is an Ohio State student athlete, and that's really, really exciting. So that was really fun. Um, SEC is, of course, big legacy. Huge legacy of gymnastics in the SEC. Um, Florida won, which was pretty much expected. You know they're in those top three teams. They've been in those top three teams nationally all all season. They scored above one hundred ninety eight. They were one of three teams to do that over the weekend, um, or four teams rather. Yeah, so Florida got one hundred ninety eight point two one. Second place um, was kind of an upset and a surprise, and that was Alabama coming in just below that at 197.85. Um, third was Auburn, of course, with SUNY at AL. Missouri did really well, and kind of a surprise in SEC was LSU, um, which is you know kind of consistently one of those top teams, had a really rough outing. Uh, they had a lot of falls on uneven bars to start the meet, and they had kind of a hard time bouncing back. So. That was kind of scary. Um, And then another thing that happened at SECs that was notable was um, University of Alabama has a gymnast by the name of Luisa Blanco, who is just an incredible gymnast. She, I think she got a national title on beam or she got one of the event national titles last year. An amazing gymnast. She had an injury on the last event. Oh,
0: that's not good.
1: Yeah. I think it was the beam on her beam dismount. Um, you know, she had to sit down and was holding her ankle for about 10 minutes and everyone was tending to her. So that is a huge question mark. Um, we don't know for sure Heather there hasn't been an update on what exactly happened. There's a lot of speculation that it was an Achilles or it was something that is going to take her out for the rest of postseason, which is Really, really sad and really, really disappointing for Alabama because she's one of their best gymnasts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But of course you got Big 12, Oklahoma one. Um, that was expected. And the Pac-12 um, was fairly interesting, mostly because uh you have a couple storylines in there, one of them being UCLA, um oh, yeah. Yep. last time. Um they've been having quite a roller coaster of a season for a variety of reasons. Um they have been one of the most inconsistent scoring teams in the entire NCAA this year. They hmm. scored 194, and 195, 196, 197, and 198, all in the same season. So you never really know what you're going to get from UCLA in 2022. They did end up doing okay. They got a 196.95, which isn't their best at all, but it was enough for fourth in the Pac-12. Um, Oregon State with Jade Carey was third, California was second, and then Utah won by a lot.
0: A 198 so, on the dot.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. So those are kind of, um, those are the conferences and those are the teams that kind of capture the most
0: um, of teams headlines. in gymnasts that
1: we're going to see moving
0: forward. so So if i do remember when we talked last time it's the 32 teams that get into the tournament like the big 36 36 so who's in and who's out
1: my goodness so this morning was actually the selection show Um, i turned it on at 10 a.m and i got to watch let me pull up the bracket because i am still processing everything that went down so like I mentioned in the last episode, I talked a little bit about the structure of pro season. Like I said, 36 teams get in. Mm-hmm. There are four regional sites. There are nine assigned to each regional. Um, the bottom two ranked in each regional um, do a play-in meet. It's a dual meet in the first round. The winner of that goes on to the second round. And then eight do the semifinals. And then the top two from each of the semifinals go to the regional final the top two teams from the regional final, then go to nationals. So that's the structure. So we can expect for each of these locations, um, there are four locations, eventually two teams are going to advance to nationals from each. So I'm starting by looking at the Auburn regional, which um, this is a great year for Auburn to be hosting because they've got the SUNY effect in full force. Um, They also have the advantage of everybody knew that Auburn was going to be sent to Auburn because It's Auburn. They're the host. So um, people have been able to plan in advance that they're going to go watch SUNY at Auburn for your postseason. But um, in round one, we have Iowa State and Western Michigan. In round two, there's going to be the winner of those two, and then Florida, Denver, and Ohio State. Um, And then the second semifinal is Auburn, Kentucky, Georgia, and Southern Utah. So I'm excited to see Southern Utah make it in and avoid the play-in meets because they were kind of on the bubble, and they're also an MRGC team that I just love watching. They're a lot of fun. I think it's going to be interesting. I think my prediction from this regional is that we can probably expect Florida and Auburn to make it out of this regional pretty, um, pretty easily, but there's always potential for an upset.
0: So, so right now – out of the Auburn regional, you got Florida and Auburn coming out. Yes. Okay. Okay. You don't think uh I guess sleeper. I mean, would Ohio State be considered the sleeper? I mean mm. rank rise. I mean Kentucky's what 10 and Denver's like 15. So it's like I guess Denver, Kentucky, Ohio State would be sleep. Oh, I don't know if I call them sleepers. They're ranked, but like What would Southern Utah have to do to come out?
1: Oh, my gosh. They'd have to do a lot. So, Auburn has been scoring. Oh, my gosh. What's their regional qualifying score? I think Auburn would have to mess up, definitely. Um, Auburn, let's see here. Road to Nationals. I mean, Auburn's up there. Okay, yeah. They're consistently getting 197s. um, And Southern Utah has been... Hitting like 195s, 196s, I don't think it's that simple. Um, it's going to take a lot for a team like Southern Utah to overcome. Kentucky is one that's kind of a wild card. I think Kentucky has a lot of really good gymnastics in them. We haven't seen the best of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky also has a really good all-around gymnast named Raina Worley, um, who we can watch for as a potential to qualify individually to nationals. So this is another thing to keep in mind um, is that in addition to the teams advancing um, in the semifinal round, you know, that round two, everybody in the regional goes. The way individual qualifiers work is if you have the top all around score or the top score on any of the four events Mm -hmm. um, of the non advancing teams, you then get to go as an individual. So. Um, someone like Raina Worley from Kentucky has a really good shot at going to nationals as an individual. And then, of course, if something terrible did happen to Auburn, if they crashed and burned, you know, Suni would have a great chance of going um, as an all-arounder. And she'd also have a good chance if she, you know, messes up in one of the events and has a poor all-around score. she could absolutely make it on bars or, you know, one of her other events. So. Gosh. I think um, not seeing Sunisa Lee at Nationals is very, very unlikely, especially given this ranking where Auburn's favored to advance.
0: And I feel like the uh, television networks and all that jazz would definitely want Miss Lee there for promotional standpoints. And I will apologize for people if you hear my keyboard because I'm making sure I type all of Sarah's picks so that we have them. (sighs) Ready. So we got the Auburn region. We got Florida and Auburn coming out. We go to the Norman regional. Mm. And you and you got Virginia and Arizona in that round one. And then a team you've talked about, Minnesota, like there, Boise State, Utah State. This is looking uh pretty, pretty nice in this little region. This
1: is my regional. This is the region I'm regional I'm most excited for, just mainly because my team is in it. So I also have a soft spot for Minnesota. I love that team. Um, I think uh, from the first semifinal, Minnesota and California are just so far ahead, Boise State and Utah State. I think that's another one where it would be really hard to see an upset. Um, I think there might be um, some potential for an Opposite to happen in session two there in the second semifinal with Arizona state and Arkansas. So I haven't talked too much. Well in Oklahoma, I'm just going to go on record. Oklahoma is going to advance.
0: Um, I, have a, I have a question about Oklahoma. Cause I thought last, I believe last month Michigan was number one when we recorded. So when yes. did Oklahoma just jump them?
1: Oh my gosh. I think it was about two weeks ago. It was like a okay. week or two ago, but those three are really close. Like if you look at their national qualifying scores, um, mm-hmm. Florida, Oklahoma, and Michigan Michigan. are so close together. They're essentially tied for first. Um, So, yeah, and then Utah's still fourth, but they're a little further back than those three. But, yeah, it's just like a, a toe point. They're like a toe point away from each other. So Arkansas has a shot, I think if they have a really good day, they have a shot of making it to regional finals and kind of ousting Arizona state from that round. Um, I haven't talked about Arkansas very much here, but um, fun fact about Arkansas is that their head coach is a woman by the name of Ms. Jordan Weber. And is that a name you recognize, Martin?
0: Jordan Weber. Why does that sound so Familiar. I feel like that's the name of someone who's been on the cover of like a cereal box for doing Mm -hmm. a sport. Was she an Olympian?
1: She is. That's what I thought. 2012 Olympian. So she was. um,
0: She's a coach now?
1: She is. Yeah. So she was actually the person I mentioned. um, We were talking about when we were talking about the uh, NIL rules in NCAA Mm -hmm. last time. She went pro during her elite career because she was world all-around champion the year before the Olympics. She was expected to get an all-around medal at the Olympics but got two per country out of the all-around finals. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really sad, Uh, but she did help the team win gold, so that was great. But anyway, uh, because she went pro, she wasn't eligible for college gymnastics, but Miss Val at UCLA invited her to come be the equipment manager for UCLA. So she spent three years as equipment manager at UCLA and then Miss Bell was like, "Hey, for your senior year, would you like to be a student coach?" So she started coaching. Um, after she graduated, she was kept on as an assistant coach, um, took UCLA from being, oh my gosh, top 10 in the country on floor, but you know, not that great at floor to being number one in the country on floor exercise. So in Arkansas... Need a new head coach. Uh, she threw her hat into the ring and they swiped her up. So now um, Jordan Weber is coaching at Arkansas. Um, wow. And she recently hired her Olympic teammate, Kyla Ross, another former UCLA gymnast as one of her assistant coaches at Arkansas. So there's a lot of Olympic spirit. That's awesome. And UCLA legacy at Arkansas. So Yeah, Uh, so that's a fun team to kind of follow just because it's a fun backstory coaching-wise, but their gymnasts are awesome. Um, They've been struggling a little bit with consistency, especially on bars lately. So I think, especially if Arkansas hits uneven bars, I think they could give Arizona State a run for their money in terms of qualifying to the regional final.
0: Because currently you have, because in the Auburn division, you have Florida-Auburn coming out. Norman, you have Oklahoma, and who else?
1: Hmm. This is going to be tough well i would like oklahoma and minnesota to go because i i love minnesota yeah, i love
0: talked 10. about mm-hmm.
1: i love that team but um cal could challenge you know especially if minnesota has some trip ups mm-hmm. um that's probably the tightest contested of the regional spots you know eight number eight versus number nine final yeah. regional birth so we're going to be hoping and looking for Minnesota. I am at least.
0: Okay. Um, well, what would your school need to do to win? Utah State. Yeah. What would they have to? What would they? I guess could their if they got the best score they've gotten all year, and the other schools got the worst scores they've gotten all year, could they make it? Like, do they okay. need one of those miracles?
1: Let's see. I think it would be. Hmm. So look, I'll look at Cal because they're. Maybe the lowest rank. So, California's average is a Mm 197.148. Utah State's highest score that they've went this year is just above 197. This past weekend, they had the meat of their life. They went 197.012 or something along those lines. So, close ish, you know, Um, but. We'll see. Um, One thing I do want to say, because like I mentioned, Boise State and Utah State are going to have our time probably challenging Cal or Minnesota, um, is I want to point out another important individual qualifier storyline here. Like I said, if you're the highest scoring individual on any one event that is not on an advancing team, you get to go to nationals as an individual. So Mm -hmm. um, Boise State has a gymnast by the name of Emily Mullenhaupt, um, she's a fifth year senior. What a and last name. She is one of the best bar workers in the country. I think with her um, national qualifying score, I'm going to look at uneven bars and individual on road to nationals. Yeah, M is number six nationally on bars. She's incredibly consistent on bars. She's a really, really strong bar worker. I think she has a good shot at that uneven bars spot. Another person I want you all to watch for is uh, Ms. Brie Clark from Utah State on floor exercise. Oh,
0: okay. Shouting out some Utah State players.
1: Yes. So Brie is ranked. Let me take a look at her ranking. It changes a lot. Um, Brie Clark. Bree, Bree. Okay. So she's currently 16th in the country by national qualifying score. Her ceiling is a nine point nine five. I think she's capable of a little bit better than that, and she's a big crowd pleaser. She's um, super fun to watch. She's super. Um, she gets really high height on her tumbling. She's really powerful. Um, her split leaps are over splits. They're super fun. And she's also kind of notable on the gym internet because when she was a high school gymnast, mm-hmm. um, she went viral for doing one of Simone Biles' skills.
0: Oh. So
1: the Biles' one, which is a double back layout um, where you do a half twist and land facing forward. That's the mm-hmm. Biles' one. Simone's kind of, that's been her signature for a really long time. Um, and so Brie Clark can do that. She hasn't done it in competition this year, but Her coach tells me she's been doing it in practice, and so we'll see whether she's going to break that out in postseason because I think um, especially really educated crowds who know their gymnastics would lose their minds and be so excited if Brie Clark uh, threw a Biles one in NCAA competition. Um, But with or without the Biles, we adore Brie. She's an awesome floor worker and definitely somebody to watch for for that individual spot.
0: Hopefully. We get your school pulling off an upset of upset because that would be something great. Mm-hmm. So when we go to the rally regional, you got Townsend in North Carolina in the round one. And then you got schools like LSU, Missouri, Iowa, North Carolina State, Michigan, a team, I UCLA, uh, Maryland, mm-hmm. and then the winner of round one.
1: Yeah, so the Towson North Carolina matchup.
0: So I'm assuming one of the teams you're going to have come out is Michigan, since we just talked about how Michigan, Florida, and Oklahoma are like basically tied for number one. Who else would you have out though? Because I um, might have a surprise pick.
1: I think, so like I said, with UCLA, they are a wild card this year because they've been so inconsistent. They have a lot going on. They're still working through a lot and they have a lot on their shoulders, you know? they have amazing, amazing talent. Like I said, I've said this before, the best, most talented, highest rank incoming class in the NCAA, they have the ability to get a 198. Problem being that rarely happens. Um, so it's just another question of which UCLA are we going to get on the day? Um, another thing about regionals is um, it. in order to advance out of regionals through nationals you have to perform well two days in a row because there's the semi-final you have mm. to get out of and then there's the final final you have to get out of so mm-hmm. that doesn't bode well for really inconsistent teams because you have to pull out your best performance two days in a row so yeah it depends on what happens i think ucla definitely could make it i don't know if they will that's just what i'll say um i think okay. Mizzou um could upset LSU and make it out we'll see um but LSU I know will also kind of be out for blood and out for revenge after having such a disappointing conference so i think um this regional is the one that has the most question marks for me i think it's going to be the one one of the ones that's going to be the most exciting to watch because UCLA is kind of the wild card and then um LSU is in the mix and we're not quite sure what's going to happen in terms of bouncing back. And it would be such a cool opportunity for Missouri to advance. So yeah, we'll see.
0: So who are you taking Michigan and who?
1: Oh my gosh, Michigan. And hmm. my dream would be Michigan, Missouri. I think Michigan LSU is going to happen.
0: I'll go out on a super limb, even though it's probably not going to happen. Michigan, mm-hmm. and since we've talked about them so much, UCLA, they get 198s both days if they make it through with the skin so of their think? It's be a- I, 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 That story, just if they made it, the story would probably be one of the craziest stories in sports this year. For all the stuff they've dealt to get to the regional, fi- that would just be absurd. <laughs> great television if i was writing but two bad sports doesn't work like that but it'd be great but michigan right. michigan and lsuc you got i would dream for ucla but it's okay it's okay um, so then there's a also i do have a question though yes. because these other regionals well i guess michigan like are close to like the top seeded place so how come though rally regional is not like the Michigan regional how come they're not like closer to Michigan like because isn't the Norman regional near like Oklahoma isn't that Oklahoma and yes. Oklahoma is like the top team there and mm-hmm. then like the Auburn regional oh well I guess Auburn's not the top team there Florida's number two never mind I thought like the top team it was like the regional is like right in their area so they have a home field advantage
1: yeah, it typically is, um, but the regional sites were chosen, you know, years in advance. So uh, okay, um, this,
0: okay.
1: yeah, so number six LSU, so here's in North Carolina. Okay, so LSU is reasonably close to yeah. um, North Carolina and Raleigh, but um, let's see. We're going to talk about the
0: Seattle's next
1: Seattle next, um, but yeah, the Auburn regional. Obviously, Auburn's already there. So yeah. Yeah, it goes by the number one um,
0: okay.
1: seed in each.
0: So then, when you go to Seattle, you—I mean, you got Alabama. Well, first you got the round one: Stanford, San Jose State. Then the session round two, you got Alabama, Michigan State, BYU, and Washington. Then down there, you got Utah, Oregon State, Illinois, and the winner of round of Stanford and San Jose State. Who are you liking in this one?
1: Well, definitely Utah in terms of advancing full stop there. Mm-hmm. Utah is a pick for me to go all the way to the final four. Oh, well,
0: um, Spoiler alert.
1: Yes. So normally I would say, yeah, Utah and Alabama are going to be the two that come out of here. Um, Cause they're both kind of head and shoulders above Michigan and state and Oregon state, but Given Luisa Blanco's injury over the weekend, I kind of worry about Alabama in terms of their depth and then just kind of how they're feeling. Up until Luisa Blanco's injury, they were looking really amazing over the weekend. But um, I do wonder about how losing their top, one of their top gymnasts will affect them.
0: So. So my only thing, because of what you talked about and then like actually reading the Big Ten stuff, doesn't Michigan State have some momentum right now, though? Coming in second place in the Big Ten thing, like beating like the Minnesotas and the Iowas and all, Like, don't they have some momentum going that could carry them to maybe get to this to the regional final? Maybe. Yeah,
1: they sure do. It could happen. Okay, it could okay. absolutely happen. And though I, I absolutely think Michigan State will make it to the regional final, um, it's just a matter of like the top. Like, they're going to be top two in that final. Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense. sense.
1: And then Oregon State's in there, too. They've got Jade Carey. Oregon State has been known to upset teams in the past at regionals. So we can see what happens.
0: So you you have Utah and Alabama out of the Seattle regional.
1: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I have Utah and I'm going to say Utah and Oregon State.
0: Utah and Oregon State. Yeah, I have a feeling. That's what I'm going with. All right. All right. Oregon State. So currently, right now, the Auburn Regional, you got Florida and Auburn coming out. Norman, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Raleigh, Michigan, LSU, Seattle, Utah, and Oregon State. Those will be the two, four, six, the final eight. So then how do you, then where do you go from there?
1: Um, so, in terms of the structure, or
0: mm-hmm. structure, and then who would you pick out of like those ones to get to the final four? Out oh, depending gosh. on the structure.
1: Yeah. So the structure is um, just kind of a repeat of of regionals, but at national sites. So there are two. So there are eight teams at nationals. Two national semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fun thing about semifinals is that individuals also all compete. In those semifinal sessions, and those are the sessions that determine the individual champions. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, and oh, kind of a side note is that um, something fun about watching the semifinals is that because the individuals are in the mix, they're all, every individual or group of individuals is assigned a team. To rotate with and kind of compete after. Oh. So um, you have all these great things that happen where like a team that qualifies to nationals will kind of adopt a gymnast from another team for the day and just are really supportive. And um, something that happens at a lot of college gymnastics meets If you like watch the floor routines, everybody does each other's choreography on the sidelines. And so teams at nationals have been known to take the time to watch a bunch of videos of the person they're rotating with and learn their floor choreography so that they can do it with them. Um, But that's just a sweet side note because it's, it's awesome, but okay. So again, you have got the two semifinals and then it's the top two teams from each semifinal become the four on the floor competing Mm -hmm. for the championship.
0: Out of these eight, who's going?
1: Oh my gosh. So, who did you say? Who did I say?
0: For which division? For Auburn, you got Florida, Auburn. Norman, you got Oklahoma, Minnesota. Raleigh, you got Michigan, LSU. And then Seattle, you got Utah and Oregon State.
1: Utah, Oregon State. Okay. I don't know. I should look up. I need to figure out what the bracket is. So, Oklahoma and.
0: Also, for those at home, if they want to like March Madness bracket it, is there a site that has the like it in bracket ways, or do you have to find like is it just a list ways?
1: Um, there's usually somebody either it's either the NCAA if it, it's not the NCAA, somebody on the gym internet will make a bracket.
0: Okay, um, I feel like that's more fun. To,
1: I'd be happy to share it with y'all. Um, yeah,
0: I think that'd be great. It'd be more fun to. That's what I was trying to look when I was typing the things. If I could just find a like bracket, I could have just printed it out and filled it out by hand, but. Um,
1: so yeah, in we'll this see. selection show this morning, they filled in the bracket, okay. so there are a lot of screenshots of the little pieces of the bracket uh, floating around, but okay. they didn't show it all together, so let's see here, okay, so I think
0: hmm, nationals, I forget the, um, Which regional goes with which?
1: Um, I do believe the the teams that qualify out of the regional together will end up um, in the same situation. Um, they do do another selection show where they like announce the final nationals
0: bracket. Okay. Um, and the individuals going, but let's see here. Competitors. oh no i can't find it but um hmm. and this starts wednesday right i mean the 30th march 30th
1: yeah so everybody has two weeks off between or they have a week off they're two weeks between conference championships and regionals which is nice for All the teams that have to plan travel and all the fans who need to recover from the excitement of the first part of postseason. Um, And I think most importantly, like to let the gymnasts rest their bodies, because um, most teams aren't going to be doing two meets in a row during the regular season. So regional is the potential to be really, really grueling on the body. um so yeah so they're two weeks um so this will all start next wednesday and then after regional weekend there are then two weeks before nationals so nationals are about around the 14th of april 14th okay.
0: of- so then if that's the case so then these if these are the eight teams and they by april 2nd these are the eight teams that get in they would have two weeks again and then okay yeah okay that makes sense so technically then if we can't find like a bracket it's now to see which region would we'll go against which we could find out by the end of by april 2nd
1: oh definitely okay yeah this is also very new i think it's listed somewhere it's definitely listed somewhere who competes against who
0: Oh, hold on there i might have found it i might have I I think I found it. Holy moly. Let me, I don't know if it's legit or let me do the good old Zoom share file jazz. So save that and then go to chat and then attach my computer. Boom. And there we go. We might have found it. Where did you find this? I've been on the NCA site. Well, I, I hope. That. Yeah, it says women's gymnastics. So,
1: yeah, this looks perfect. Awesome.
0: So there okay. we go. Now you got the the bracket, ladies and gentlemen, with the championship game, championship meet, April sixteenth at one o'clock, Fort Worth, Texas. So excellent.
1: Okay. So. All right, so let's see. We said that, um, so Florida and Auburn are coming out of, okay, so over here. So Florida and Auburn are going to be going up against Michigan and LSU. LSU, wow. So the top two from them are going to go. So this is, so Florida and Auburn and Michigan LSU. Okay. Ooh, that's hard. No, it's not hard. It's going to be Florida and Michigan.
0: Florida and Michigan are coming out of that side. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then from the other side, it'll be Utah, Oregon State, Oklahoma, and Minnesota. I don't see a scenario in which Utah and Oklahoma don't make it. Um, I think if there were to be a spoiler for the final four, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say the spoiler would be Minnesota. And that is my prediction.
0: So those final four, who do you have winning?
1: Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, I think, well, I guess who do I want to win? I would love to okay, see. Okay. That's Michigan. true. Who
0: do you want to win? And then who do you think is going to win? That's a good fair point.
1: Yeah. I think um, I would love to see Michigan win again, but I think the ultimate underdog and I think my pseudo home team, Utah, like when I, when I sit back and think about who would I be most excited about winning, I truly think it would be Utah. Okay. Um, You know, I've I've developed quite a soft spot for Utah in the past few years living here. So Utah would be my dream. Terms of who's going to win, I'm gonna say. My gut's saying Michigan. I think it's gonna be Michigan.
0: You think Michigan is gonna win? Yeah. Okay. We have it here, folks. The expert is saying right now, barring any catastrophic injuries or whatever, Michigan is going to win the national championship. There you go. All right. Then, See if I'm right. <laughs> well, I mean, we, now you got this podcast to circle back on. When we come back and talk about the championship, we can go back and go, oh, I had this. I didn't expect this. And here you go. Sarah, anything else? Cause this was, this was all tournament It's tournament time for these ladies. It's
1: It's very exciting. It's a very exciting time to be a gymnastics fan. And it's also a really exciting time to jump in and start being a gymnastics fan. Hopefully, um, there is hope that there will be possibilities to watch coverage of um, all of the regional semifinals and everything in regional finals. Hasn't been announced yet, but there have been rumors that it's going to be on ESPN Plus um, and that we'll be able to watch. Um, and all of the national championship stuff is going to be on ESPN2 and ABC.
0: Yeah, because currently on the bracket, it has the semifinal one, the April 14th one. They're on ESPN2, and then the championship's on ABC. They don't have anything for those stuff on the 30th, 31st second. So hopefully we do get stuff with that. And then when this episode does come out on Twitter and Facebook and on Instagram, we'll post the bracket for people because it might be hard for you guys to find the bracket. But so. But with nothing being said, since it is also, it is still International, well, Women's History Month. So Sarah is going to get to close the show with the last word. So the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, it goes without saying that I love women's sports, um, particularly gymnastics. Um, NCAA women's gymnastics is amazing. But all women in sports are just so much fun to watch. Highly recommend um, just giving women's sports a try if you haven't watched yet. Um, Because, you know, men's sports can be really exciting, um, and women's sports, you know, may not be exciting in the same ways as men's sports, but they can definitely be exciting in their own unique ways. And I think um, I definitely want to shout out um, all of the gymnasts in the NCAA. You know, I was. you know, driving up to Boise to watch my team this weekend. And, um, the coach actually reached out to me when she found out I was driving up and thanked me for coming and supporting. And like some of the team members thanked me for coming and supporting, but, you know, I was chasing joy up to Boise this weekend when I was, you know, decided to go and watch them. And I found joy, you know, it was, it was a great weekend. Um, But something that's not lost on me is the fact that I get to do that. I get to be obsessed with gymnastics and we get to have this conversation and all these conversations on this podcast because all of these women and all these great gymnasts are doing what they do. Um, And so like, I don't want to lose sight of that. Um, especially in like the spectacle and the excitement in the NCAA championship with the NCAA and the schools and everything. And the fans are all going to be getting really excited. The gymnasts are the reason that we are all here. And so, um, yeah, I just want to celebrate them
0: as much as possible. And with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Take care